Hey, friends. Hey, it is your girl, Selena Nicole, here with another Wednesday episode. And today we are going to be talking about real estate, buying a home, and in most uh, really in the Los Angeles area. So um, I have two special guests on the line with me today. But before I do that, I do want to ask you what you're grateful for this week. This week, I am grateful for the opportunity to be on the Today Show this week. It was really nice to have that little um, spotlight. So I'm really, really grateful for that. If you didn't catch it, you can see it on the website um, at uh, lanenicole.com. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, I have Ashley White on the line, and she is uh, with Stone Crest Realty. And I also have Michael Mosley. He is a senior loan consultant. Hi, guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Do you guys have something that you want to talk about as far as your, what you're grateful for this week? Yeah, um, I'm grateful for I was given an opportunity over uh, the past week to meet with the youth program who are determined to tackling police brutality. So, awesome. you know, that was really special. The age ranges was, you know, like 10 years old to 18. And it was really nice to just be a part of something community-based and inspiring and being around kids who are um, so determined to make a difference in their community. Nice. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. What about you, Michael? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely grateful for the the climate right now um, across the country. You know, the climate of change that people have. People are being a lot more courageous to speak out about, about injustices. And for me personally, I, you know, summoned up the courage to be a little more strong on my business Instagram page, whereas most of the time I just post my views and kind of what I feel about equality on my personal page. I really thought that I should inspire my, you know, real estate professionals that I network with to be just as bold to speak out about inequity on our business platforms as well. So I, I am that. grateful for that opportunity. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that with us, guys. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I just want to ask you guys a couple of questions because I know out here in L.A. it can be kind of um, intimidating trying to buy a home because, you know, the the prices of homes are so high, people feel like they can't um, even obtain the, you know, the opportunity to even do it. So I kind of wanted to um, talk to you guys about, you know, maybe the steps one can take um, to try to start the process and even, you know, going to try to become a homeowner. Um, So what are the first steps uh, that someone should take when they want to start the process of buying a home? Um. The first official step, I would say, is uh, getting pre-approved, and um, Michael can give you more insight on that. But aside from getting pre-approved, you just want to take personal steps and, you know, decide how committed and motivated you are to making such a purchase. Because for a lot of people, this will be the biggest purchase they'll make in their lifetime or have made so far. So Mm -hmm. you just want to consider why you're making this decision and that'll help you decide how committed you are you also want to consider things as far as you know savings and your credit if it needs to be improved or if you're satisfied with where your credit score is you want to consider your debt to income those are things that will help qualify you Mm -hmm. so um, you just want to be personally prepared before you step into the financial aspect of it 
So let me ask you guys really quick. So are there, I know uh, back in Virginia, there's some classes you can take. Does uh, California offer like classes, like first time home buying classes that kind of prepares you for all of this before you get pre-qualified? Uh, yeah, there is a first time home buyer class that's for the state of California that all um, down payment assistance programs that California offers, they actually require you to take this class. And I believe it's uh, it, it does cost, uh, there might be some free ones out there, but you know, as a loan officer, I do close, you know, in between five to 10, maybe up to 15 loans per year that are down payment assistance loans. So I can send you the website for that so that you can disseminate it uh, for, you know, just those bullet points that Ashley was just talking about down payment, you know, debt to income ratio, and then your credit, kind of what's required as a first time home buyer. Awesome. Okay. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll get that from you later and then I can uh, post it on the, um, on the, on the links and everything. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So um, is there like a certain amount that somebody should have saved or like, or I guess it just depends then on the loan, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So for LA County, since that's what you kind of introduced as our parameters, uh, there is what's called a true conforming loan amount that goes up to $510,400. And that is for any loan, you know, Fannie, Freddie, FHA, uh, and down payment assistance. You get a uh, really, really good interest rate. Uh, and the minimum down payment for Fannie and Freddie is only 3% down. So if you're looking at, you know, a $400,000 starter condo, that's only $12,000 as far as the minimum down payment with good credit. Uh, then there are closing costs on top of that that are usually in between six to 8000 So, you know, you're looking at about 20000 for a starter starter, you know, condo most of the time here in Los Angeles. Now, if you do go above that, loan amount of 510000 you do need 5% down uh, uh -huh. with good credit. If your credit's not that good, FHA loan program, the government subsidized program, is a really, really good option because it only requires 3.5% down all the way up to like $765,000, only 3.5% down, which is about $23,000. And then you put uh -huh. closing costs on top of that, that's about $30,000. So, but the, there are costs to every loan program. There's no perfect loan program. You know, you're not going to get a million dollar loan at 0% interest with 0% down and you're paying, <laughs> right. you know, $1,200 a month. Like that's not going to happen. So it's really important, like Ashley said, to sit with a, a seasoned loan consultant that will listen to your story. You know, mm -hmm. I don't have that much down payment, but I have really good credit or I have this nice down payment because whatever, I have a family member or I've been selling. Uh, you know, I sold a property or I've been saving, but my credit's not so good. So which loan program is best for me? So that, that's why it's important to get pre-approved first. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Ashley, do you have anything to add? Or? Um, I would just say that, you know, a lot of people, they'll say, well, you know, I got 20000 for my down payment. Um, something important to keep in mind is you just want, that shouldn't be all you have. You know, you want a cushion just in case more cost comes up. You also don't want to spend all of your money into buying a home and then, you know, you got to figure out where you're getting your next few dollars from. So mm -hmm. it should be additional to whatever you have. That should be aside from, you know, the total amount of money that you have overall. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Well, um, what is, um, 
what's the biggest misconception about purchasing a home in Los Angeles that you guys can think of? Like, you know what I mean? Like, as far as, like, as mm-hmm. far as, you yeah. know, what people think they can't do or what they actually could. <laughs> um, a big misconception that I get, which is kind of, um, it's kind of funny, but it's, I understand where it comes from. A lot of people think that they're able to get foreclosed homes for, you know, like pennies on the dollar, just really mm-hmm. cheap. Mm-hmm. And I think that misconception comes from when the market crashed in 2008. Um, and what I try to explain to people, you know, it's 2020. Even though it didn't seem like it was that long ago, things have changed, you know, errors have been corrected. So whether a house is foreclosed or not, a bank is always going to have, you know, they're going to want their market value. So. Mm-hmm. That's just a really big misconception. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Michael? No, I mean, I've, I actually in my in my first time home buyer class that I teach, it, mm-hmm. the title of the class is misconceptions about buying a home. So there's an entire <laughs> oh, plethora. Sure it's, a long the, list. <laughs> it's, it's the number of misconceptions that that people underestimate. You know, people just yeah. think, oh, you know, oh, just my credit score, just my down payment, like. A large percentage of my closings are first-time homebuyers because I love taking people through the whole process. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, every time, you mean I only need 3% down? You mean I, I only need a 620 credit score? You mean there's down payment assistance programs out there so I don't have to come up with thousands and thousands of dollars out of right. pocket? Like, yes, that's the case. <laughs> like, it's everything. It's totally everything, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and, and even the debt-to-income ratio. The debt-to-income ratio is always the biggest hurdle to get over. That That just means that any reputable lender can really only give you half of what you make gross in a, in a year. And I know that's a lot of like technical numbers or whatever, but for example, if you're making 60,000 a year, that's 5,000 a month. The lender can only give you a a maximum of $2,500 a month of total debt, including the entire house payment, including property taxes and homeowners insurance and uh, the debt that shows up on your credit report. So you really don't, if you're going to buy a house, want to buy, you know, an expensive car and buy jet skis, rack up a lot of credit card debt, because that's going to hurt you when it goes, when it comes to qualifying for a, for a home. Okay. That's really good information. Thank you. I'm just piggybacking off of what Michael said, not wanting to rack up that debt, because if you're buying, you know, brand new shiny cars and you're getting credit cards and you're maxing them out you know what is more important owning a home or driving the latest car you know and a lot of times people will buy cars and the car is worth you know five times what their down payment could have been yeah so those are just things to keep in mind okay yeah that's some really good information guys thank you um so I know we were talking about, you know, L.A. I was just trying to kind of put it in one spot. But what areas do you guys think you can get the biggest bang for your buck out here, even if it's outside of, like, L.A. County? Um, I think the valleys are usually um, cheaper than the main city or just anything on the outskirts of L.A. Um, the most recent deal that we closed was in uh, East Los Angeles. Which is close to Alhambra, and um, that was kind of a area of interest for me because the uh, purchase was a triplex mm-hmm. for five eighty, 
and you know for income property i thought that was great yeah I, I know people, a lot of people don't know about uh, the area that I live in, which is Alhambra, but it's so quiet and nice out here. Like, people don't know. It's like, it's not that far out from mm-hmm. um, downtown. Yeah, I, but it's... I get, you know, from L.A. to your house in, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. people, like, um, I think people are afraid to that they're going to lose something uh, from being outside of the city or, like, you know, like, the main downtown area. But really... I don't think you really lose anything. That's the best part about California is this like you have so much stuff everywhere, really. So, yeah, yeah I'm hopefully people will like consider that when they go to buy a home that they, you know, consider other areas and not. I mean, you're never too far from anything in California. Yeah. Do you, you know? do you guys find that people want to um like they're like dead set on one particular area? Like I can't I have to be in this one area. A lot of people are used to the areas that they lived in, you Mm -hmm. know, or grew up in. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of people are not able to buy in those areas. I think a great area right now is Inglewood. Because Inglewood's economy, just as the city, is on the rise. And there are a lot of deals that can still be found in Inglewood. And, you know, as fast as it's growing, you almost get, like, immediate equity. Oh, nice. Yeah, so Inglewood's a really, um, it's a it's a hot spot right now. Okay. All right. Um, I was going to ask about um, special programs, but I think Michael may have mentioned some before. I'm not sure. Did you, you guys want to go into any of those special programs for first, first-time home owners or, like, grants or anything? What are, like, options or how do people go about um, applying for that? Um, yeah, so, I mean, particularly right now, I mean, we're recording this in July, which is the middle of a global pandemic, so the, <laughs> the banks are very tight with their financing right now. They're not giving out, you know, the the low, low, low down payment that they used to. Everything that I've quoted so far in in this, you know, in this recording is accurate as of, you know, the beginning of July 2020. So, um the the mainstay as far as down payment assistance programs is the Cal HAFA program, uh, C A L H F A. So that is uh, it goes up to like I said a loan amount of five hundred and ten thousand uh, dollars. It's very cost effective. Um, the interest rates have been very competitive even during the global pandemic. The catch is, and like I said, there's no perfect loan program out there. There's not, but. For someone who just struggles with not having a down payment and has an okay job, you know, and not a lot of debt, the down payment assistance program, CalHAFA, is very helpful for them. The catch is, is that if you sell the home or if you refinance for a lower interest rate, you need to pay the state back the money that they gave you for the down payment. Uh, the good, the, the, I think the biggest benefit of that program is the program is structured not to just give you the 3% down or 3.5% down. But they also give you money for closing costs. Those, those things that, you know, Ashley and I have mentioned in the, before, you know, that can be $8,000, $9,000, dollars on top of your down payment, you mm. know, to pay the escrow company and the title company and the messenger and the notary and all these people need to get paid in a real estate transaction. Well, the state covers most of that in addition to your down payment. So it's a really, really, really good program to get your foot in the door, especially if you're going to stay in that area for a while and watch your property rise in value. So then when you're ready to move, somewhere else you have a ton of equity and you pay the state back the little whatever 20,000 or 25,000 they gave you and you take the rest of your equity 
and you roll it into your next house. Nice. That's awesome. I didn't know about that. So, um, yeah, that's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, mm -hmm. Well, I wanted to ask, I know um, sometimes, uh, you know, it, it may be difficult to work with people um, as far as like, you know, client and, uh, you know, employee or whatever relationship. But I'm wondering, is there, do you guys can think of a way or, or have any ideas of how you can um, find the best realtor for you or the best broker for you? Like, what do you guys recommend as far as like, you know, somebody going out there and like, they see all these different people offering all these different things, but what do you think is the best things that somebody should look for when they're looking for, you know, a realtor or a broker? Um, I think the most important thing is someone who knows how to manage their time to your benefit. Uh, when I hear complaints about real estate interactions, um, the biggest thing is I can never get in contact with my realtor. They don't answer the phone or, you know, we schedule this and they have to change last minute. For the most part, every realtor is capable of, you know, resources and negotiating and walking you through the process. You do want someone, um, who can explain the, the process to you and help you understand. But that just goes into um, someone who just takes the time to dedicate to your transaction and make sure that you're not missing any opportunities. You're not missing a house that you wanted because an offer was put in late or something wasn't followed back on. I think that is kind of what makes the realtor stand out from the most. Mm -hmm. Okay. Michael, do you have anything yeah, on I mean, your end? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, something that I really like about Ashley is that she's a very good balance of what I like in uh, in real estate agents. And, and just as an aside, you as the buyer, you do not pay the real estate agent. The seller pays for your real estate agent off of the, the percentage of what the property is sold for. So you get that for free. And if you use a direct lender or a bank as a loan officer, and you're not paying a broker as a loan officer, uh, you don't pay for your your loan officer either. The bank pays their 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 salary or their commission. So you really want to get the biggest bang for your buck when you're choosing a realtor or a loan officer. But Ashley in particular balances a lot of the, and usually with a realtor you either get either or you get a very very professional person who is a local expert who knows exactly what they're talking about, but they're not a great listener. They don't listen to your needs. They don't listen to. I only want this number of bedrooms or I only want this floor plan or I only want this amount of backyard. But Ashley is a great, great listener. And she's also a local expert in the areas that she works in so that she can add value to your home search. Right. So that's what I look for when I look for a real estate agent. Michael, thank you. Yeah, we love Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what do you, okay, so what do you guys think um, or what's one thing or maybe more that realtors or loan officers wish um, home buyers knew or or something, I guess, something that you think they, they, they would do. You know what I mean? Like, um, like what's one thing that drives you guys crazy? And you're like, you're like, I wish they would just do this or I wish they knew this. You know what I mean? Like, in that way, it's beneficial for both. Of, yeah, it's like beneficial to everybody, you know, like and yeah. if they just did this one thing. What, what, what do you guys think? My biggest thing, and me and Michael talk about this a lot, um, a lot of people don't see the point of why they have to get pre-approved before seeing properties. 
And, you know, it's kind of like going to the surgeon without being diagnosed for what's wrong with you. If you don't know what you can buy, you technically don't know what you're looking for. Right. And God forbid, you know, say I do show you properties and you don't really, you don't, you're not pre-approved. I show you properties, you find the house you want, you've got to have it, it's perfect, it has everything you want, right? Mm-hmm. We can't put an offer in. Right. And by the time you decide, okay, I want to get pre-approved, you're going to do all your paperwork, you're going to, you know, get everything official and ready, that house is already sold. Right. You know, the realtor is not going to wait. They don't care about your personality or how much you're in love with this house. <laughs> it's business. So you just want to be prepared walking in so that when you do find the place you want, you know, you're ahead of the game. You can get into the competition because there are other people who are going to be putting in offers. For sure. That were already qualified prior to you know well not even that too it's like it's like you're wasting everybody's time really because you could be right and yeah you could be i don't really understand that's why it's important to know why you want to buy a house why are you committed enough are you motivated because once that's understood then you're going to do what you got to do to make sure you get what you want you know absolutely yeah i think um people need to realize also when you are um um, you're not pre-approved, you know, you can be looking at a $400,000 house, but they were like, oh, no, you can only get two hundred. You know what I mean? And then you didn't hurt your say, feelings. Well, I, I only want to spend, you know, $200,000. <laughs> and then they find out they can't even spend that much. So it's it's also that disappointment. It's better to yeah. know yeah. how to wait, yeah. you know? Yeah. Right. I mean, Ashley hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's, that's man. It, it, it's 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 I'm usually the lender is usually the bad guy and the loan officer is usually the bad guy because that that especially first time home buyers see properties in their area like Ashley said that are you know whatever six hundred thousand seven hundred thousand eight hundred thousand but the person is renting in that area for eighteen hundred dollars a month so they're thinking their house payment is going to be eighteen hundred dollars a month for that eight hundred thousand dollar house and the math just does not work out like that so unless you have a huge down payment so. It, that's another reason why it's very important. That's what I do on my pre-approval calls or consultations is I look at the numbers. I definitely, you know, look at exhaust all resources to qualify you for as much as you can. And let's say it is, you know, 600, 700, 800,000 that you do qualify for. But that my, the very next words out of my mouth is that's great. You qualify for that amount, but here's the monthly payment. Is right. that what you want to pay? Cool. So <laughs> let's move forward. If it's not, then we got to play the dance of, finding the right monthly payment that correlates with the price of the home that you want. So Ashley's not up here wasting her time and, and the client isn't wasting their time either. So right. that's, that's, I'm, I'm cool with being the bad guy because in the end, the last thing that Ashley and I want is that what if the lender doesn't disclose what that monthly payment is and you get into, you get your offer accepted and get ready to hand the keys and you're signing the final loan documents and you're like, whoa, 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 $3,800 a month? Like, what the? Right. You know, like, then, <laughs> then everybody's time got wasted. So to, yeah. to find that out, what do you actually qualify for and what actually monthly payment you're comfortable with is probably for me is the most important step. Ah, yeah. So if y'all haven't learned anything from this, the main thing is you need to get (laughs) pre-qualified. Like, like, like you need to get that done first. Have your affairs in order, right? So, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, um, that's pretty much all I had. I think we covered everything. Did you guys have any other bullet points that you guys wanted to say or 
you could think of that might be important? I don't think I have any. I think, um, you know, I just want to thank Michael for coming on the call today. Yeah. He's my preferred lender. Um, he's really great at what he does. He's very thorough, uh, just as he was saying, so that, you know, you're not signing papers for something, not really understanding what you're signing up for. And um, I appreciate him being the bad guy for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the only, the, only, the only thing that I will add is that whenever I meet with a client, I always try to gauge the conversation and try to balance the negative with the positive. So even though I do, I might have some bad news to, mm-hmm. to deliver to the client, I always try to keep the ball rolling. Yes, you don't qualify for what you want right now, but if you saved up this much money or if we added an aunt or an uncle to the loan to qualify or, hey, how about you liquidate some of your 401k for additional down payment, then you can get up to the price range that you want. So as much as it is difficult to be a homeowner, a difficult to qualify for exactly what you want, there are other options out there such as family gifts to, uh, to use towards the down payment, which every, every loan program uh, allows. And use of your 401k because basically what you're doing with moving your 401k into your down payment is 401k is investing in the stock market towards your retirement well your down payment is investing in real estate towards your retirement Mm -hmm. so it's it's just moving one moving your retirement from one vehicle to another so that's not a bad thing that's actually a good thing so you know even even with people that it's scary, like, you know, the first-time homebuyer who's, you know, renting for $1,200 and then their mortgage payment coming up is going to be $2,600. Like, that can be very scary. I remember. I remember what that was for me. So I always walk people through, you know, yes, my my rent went from 1200 to 2400 for my first house, but I bought that house at $375,000, and now it's worth over 600000 Right. So, yes, it was the right decision to make. And I bought out of area, too. I did mm. not buy in L.A. I bought in the Valley. So, you know, but I still got that money, and, right. and it was the best decision I made. So I really encourage people not to make the same mistake I made, which was waiting until I was, like, 36 years old to buy my first house. I always talk to them about if I would have talked to the younger Michael, like, I would have made probably hundreds of thousands more if I would have bought earlier. It's, a, it's probably the biggest investment, but it's the best investment, you know? Yeah. So you think it's better to buy a, a home in your younger years then? I think... If if you're going to be stable, if, if your job where you're at is not just, you know, a job, if you're thinking it's a career and you're, and you're thinking that, you know, you're going to stay in the area for a little while, yeah. I, I think it's a good investment. Gotcha. Okay. Well, where can people find you guys if they want to work with you guys? What's your um, you have websites or your your Instagrams or whatever you want to share? Go ahead and share it. Yeah, best way to contact me is probably through email. Ashley A S H L E Y period the number four answers at gmail dot com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. Um, but with a name like Ashley White, you probably won't find me too easily. Uh, we can put a link in the description box. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, to the accounts. I know Michael is also on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, it's just Michael Mosby Home Loans. You, you can look me up on Facebook or Instagram or probably even just Google it. There's there's no other mm-hmm. Michael Mosby. M O S is in Sam, E is in Edward, B is in Boy, Y. Michael Mosby Home Loans. That's, that's just that's what I've 
Gotcha. Yeah, I gotta talk to my parents about this name they gave me because <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a very common name there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I understand. You know me; everybody calls me Lana, so I'm just like, yeah. thanks, mom, thanks, dad. So, <laughs> but anyway, well, I want to thank you both for coming on here today and taking some time out to just, just you. Uh, you know, you. for my podcast. I really, really appreciate you both. And I hope you have a wonderful day. And to the listeners, um, as I always say, you're strong, you're beautiful, and somebody loves you. And take care. I love you. Bye-bye. Thank you.